0: Hey there On The Lift listeners, thanks for all the great feedback on our Southern Hemisphere series. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our shows about Australia, about Val Novato, Chile, and about Mount Hutt and other parts of New Zealand, you owe it to yourself to go back and check those out. I'm thinking it's probably best to save the travel planner for 2022. But if you're super aggressive and you're getting online to find airfare to any of those places for 2021, you might want to take a close look at some of the travel advisories. Val Novato down in Chile just put out a warning of sorts that the government is holding up the start of their ski season due to ongoing concerns. For COVID-19 and preventing its spread. We're doing a bit of a pivot today. You're going to learn all about this really awesome race. It's called Ski to Sea and it's a relay race that takes you from the mountains to the waters. It's not happening again until Memorial Day weekend 2022. Yes, another event that's been on a two-year hiatus due to COVID-19 concerns. But this really fun interview with Anna Rankin from the ski to sea race as Mike and I think yeah we should put together an on the lift podcast team for next year's race so let it transition to other activities that I'm sure many if not most of our listeners enjoy things that take you from the mountains and transition you down to the sea enjoy our conversation on the lift Live from Greenwater Studios, this is On The Lift Podcast, your weekly show that is ultimately about skiing. This is the show that ducks the rope, earns some turns, dances in ski boots, poaches hot tubs, closes the bar, and still makes it on the first chair. Here's your hosts, two dudes who rip the pow, shred the gnar, and tell the tales, Lance Hester and Michael Gore.
1: We're on the lift.
0: Uh, how you doing today, Lance? I'm doing great. It's uh, busy Wednesday in May, closing out May. I'm not sure when this when our listeners will be hearing this, but uh, yeah, exciting stuff to talk about today. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, kind of coming up on the end of the ski season and you know we've been talking about you know a lot of summer activities and things like that. but uh, we have a great episode for you today because we're gonna be talking to Anna Rankin from Sea to Ski. And uh, she is the race director for Sea to Ski, um, which is a big event up in the north part of Washington State in Whatcom County. And uh, we'll learn a little bit about a really cool event up there. So before we get into that, I'll kind of go over just the usual stuff, right? If you well, want to find us online, you got. I, I on the think
0: the first thing we should go over is it's really called ski to sea (laughs) ski to sea it's the other way
1: you know what i'm thinking of is the sea to ski highway and yes uh, on the way to whistler
0: where many i'm sure of our listeners are familiar with already so yeah yeah um yeah i you know this is this is timely because uh i've never been part of ski to sea but i'm aware of it and it gets some attention every year very late in the season And it seems like the perfect transition from north american winter sports to uh to other activities to get you through the summer till the next ski season so, i see it's sort of a metaphor yeah right? yeah it is it's a big transitional <laughs> thing it's it's perfectly timed with what we got going on here on the lift which by the way listeners on the lift podcast.com is where you can find back episodes of the show you can leave us notes and uh some any show ideas or just comments or whatever and leave us a phone number or something and we'll get back to you you can also reach us on our phone number at 253-260-4577 and uh that's it's been a real fun way to hear some of your voice messages and your texts throughout the season um yeah and uh and you know, the one that gets, that's easiest for most people. Cause it's amazing how many people are on it is on Instagram on the lift podcast is where you find us on Instagram. And for those of you who listened back on an earlier episode with Benji, we got a fun message from him following up on his, uh, his, uh, uh attempt to, uh, well, and not even attempt his anticipated, uh, Uh, hope for skiing the most vertical feet ever at Jackson Hole so we'll get him back on the air to follow up on that it's a it's a pretty fun story but for today Anna Rankin how are you?
2: I am well thank you very much.
0: Anna can you tell us a little bit about who you are and where you are and what you do and we'll get into ski to sea.
2: Yes, I am in beautiful Bellingham, Washington, tucked in the northwest corner of the U.S. of A. And I'm the executive director and race director for Ski to Sea. I've been here about five years and normally Ski to Sea would be happening this Sunday. It's always the Sunday of Memorial Weekend, the last weekend of May. So normally I would not have the time to be speaking with you today. I would be running around pulling my hair out. But unfortunately for the second year running, we've uh, had to cancel yeah. the race for obvious reasons. So, so I'm here with you today.
0: Yeah, I can imagine this would normally be an absolutely crazy day. Um, so I, I guess probably our listeners who aren't from the Northwest and maybe um, you know they're not familiar with it because they, they hadn't heard of the race before, um its name certainly implies there's there's something significant going on between the mountains and uh and uh the the ocean or the water um why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what the race is and uh how long it's been going on and whatever else you can about it and i'm, I'm just real excited to hear more about it
2: yeah i'd be happy to i love telling people about ski to sea because it's It's so interesting. It's the the largest multi-sport team relay race in the nation. You have to kind of have all of those qualifiers. Uh, It's 93 miles and it starts at the top of Mount Baker and it ends at Bellingham Bay. So there's seven legs and the first two legs are ski legs which uh, happen up at the Mount Baker ski area, world renowned for its skiing. So there's a cross country ski leg that starts it off, and then a downhill leg, which you know is kind of funny. It's a it's a 900 foot climb before you go downhill. So people that that sign up for that leg every year and don't read the paragraph on the page about what it's entailing are like, wait a minute, I have to climb and then go down. But it's absolutely beautiful. It goes up north face of Mount Baker, and. Uh, then we go to a, uh, seven mile run leg, which is downhill on, uh, Mount Baker highway on pavement. That one is, is pretty brutal. And then that transitions into a 42 mile road bike leg, and then passed off to the only leg that features two teammates and that's canoe leg for 18 miles down the Nooksack river. And then we have a cyclocross bike after that. And that is, I think about five or six miles and brings people into Bellingham where they hand off to the kayaker who gets into Bellingham Bay and runs a long or short course, depending on weather, anywhere from, you know, three to five miles and brings the team in to Bellingham Bay. They run up the beach and uh, ring a, a bell to indicate that they have finished and uh, it is so much fun. It's the largest event in Bellingham and Whatcom County. Uh, We cap it out at 500 teams, we usually have between 400 and 500 teams so you know somewhere between 2,200
1: and 3,000 athletes. Whoa, that's doubles the population there.
2: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, definitely, you know, definitely a lot of people from in and around Washington State, but we get people from all over the world. Last year, we were due to have a team from London and a team from Belgium coming. We've had a lot of Scandinavian teams coming. Uh, Not to mention, we usually have about 12 to 15 states represented of people coming from other places in the US. It started in 1973. So this would be the the 48th year that we had it, um, it was also canceled last year. So not sure how I'm going to present that, you know, 48th annual since <laughs> th- this is honestly the first disruption to the race since wow. 1973, oh, wow. we, we have had years, there was one no snow year back in 2015. And that. so we yeah. started at the top of the mountain with a run. So we weren't able to have the ski legs. There was one year that the canoe lake was canceled because of high water. Um, But we've always found a way to, you know, to make the race happen. So last year was the first year it didn't happen. When it started in 1973, it was just three legs, the downhill ski leg and a, I don't think it was bicycling, it was... um,
1: and wasn't there a sailing component at one there time? Was, I think in yeah. the 90s I remember that.
2: Yeah, so in the 70s it was downhill skiing, bicycling, and then you could canoe or kayak on the Nooksack. So it was only 35 miles at that time. Over the years, things were things were added and for a short time in the 80s, yeah, we people were able to sail into Bellingham Bay. Instead, and we still have some like great '80s pictures from that, but we changed that to the official kayak leg when it was first um, when it was first introduced as an idea in in the early '70s. It included stuff like horseback riding and <laughs> and water skiing and all of these crazy, like the crazy Olympics ideas, at summer camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's really. When I go to promote this event in other parts of the state and up in Canada, it's so unique. And as a, as a lot of events went virtual last year and people are like, oh, virtual ski to sea. I mean, it's just not possible because you have to have the geology that we're lucky enough to have here. This, I mean, I'm always amazed that we have a 94 mile course from the top of a mountain to the bay. We have these beautiful parks in between for for transition areas it's there there really is nothing quite like it
0: that sounds like so much fun and it sounds like just organizing your own team would be a bit of a project um but I'm I'm also curious like from a, a start to finish do you, is it, is it kind of like at a track meet where you're passing a baton or something like that or uh, how do you how do you know that the 93 miles has been completely covered?
2: Right, right. So we use we use a timing chip and it's on a wristband. So the when the teams pick up their packets the day before, those are checked out to make sure that they're timing. So each transition point has a little bullseye and has a timer there. We we have a obviously electronic timing and then we have a backup. Timing person who's physically writing down each team number. But so when you finish your leg, you take the wristband off and you put it in front of that bullseye, you wait for the sound, you get confirmation from the timing team. Yes, that that recorded your time. And then you pass that off to the next person. So, if something happens, if someone, you know, sometimes bikers will tuck it into their jersey or something. If that gets lost along the way, then your team is unfortunately disqualified because it is it is a really competitive race. Um, for most, we have we have lots of different divisions. There's competitive division. There's all local division. There's family, high school. Um, there's master's division. So, so we get everything from people who start training in December to people who haven't trained at all and, you know, their team barely finishes. And I welcome all of them. That's the thing I love so much about it is you have Olympic athletes racing next to people that have never ridden their bike for 42 miles, you know, before that day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess overall it's downhill. So for those people who've never ridden a bike, forty-two miles it takes the edge yeah. off a little yeah. bit. <laughs>
1: what's kind of the uh, what, what's a, what's a competitive finish time for you know someone kind of at the top of the sport that's been doing this a lot, and then like what like for someone who's just kind of doing it for fun, like can I assume this is all completed like you know you leave early in the morning and kind of arrive in the bay it in the late afternoon or what's what's the yeah, time so frame it we, takes to cover that ninety miles?
2: We do we do a mass start um at 7 30 we you know shoot a a flare gun into the into the air and it's so dynamic that the beginning of that cross-country ski leg is so fun to watch you know you have Mm -hmm. like 400 people and we we allow people to self-seed so, okay. you know, people that that know it's going to take them a while are at the back of the track. We we've had um, Keegan Randall, who, of course, is on the Olympic ski team do it the last few years that we did it. And it's amazing watching the video footage of her kind of starting out, you know, in the pack back just a little bit and just taking over everyone <laughs> for that lead. She, how, how long you know,
0: is the cross country uh, leg?
2: It's it's only it's only two and a half it's uh-huh. like a it's like a figure eight I shouldn't say only oh, exactly <laughs> it's two and a half right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. um so a real competitive team finishes in about six hours
0: okay have you ever had um, a had
2: anyone or would you even allow anyone to do it solo we ha- get asked that all the time and I've had I someone told me a rumor that they know someone did it one one year but we have, we have a, foot, a photographer at every leg. And so, you know, we, w- we would have photos of, of this guy that people claim <laughs> it one year. Um, so no, we don't allow that. The, the thing about ski to see it's a real team, it's a real team event uh, and for camaraderie and everything. So previous to 2017, you had to have one person, run every single leg of the race. And then the problem that we were having, in fact, we had a year in 2016 where we canceled the Nordic ski leg because we were noticing in our data that so many teams weren't fulfilling their registration by the end. And it's because they didn't have a cross country skier. It was a really Mount Baker, you know, our area is pretty historic for, for downhill, skiing. Some say that, you know, snowboarding started here. And, you know, so it was really, really hard for people to find that cross country skier. Well, we canceled it. And I'm telling you, it only lasted overnight because we got so many emails from people, you know, like, well, what about John who's been doing it for 30 years? What are we going to do him? We can't kick him off our team. So our board instead decided to allow people to do multiple legs for the first time. Ever. So now someone can do up to three legs. So if you are having a problem finding that cross country skier, but your, you know, kayaker also skis, which is really common in Bellingham, a lot of people, (laughs) you know, bike and do water sports and ski. Um, So that really helped a lot. We saw registration grow by like 50 or 60 teams when we allowed that. So we've had the uh, 2019 was the first year we had a a four person team. So each person did a couple of legs or no was a three. It was a three person team. Excuse me. It was a three person team. So so a couple of the guys did three legs and then one person did two and they actually did really well um they're really young (laughs) uh, athletes but so so to get back to the previous question you know six or right under six is a real good competitive time Um, We have all the boats off of the water by 5pm, so we have an early release program. If the kayaker hasn't seen their racer, we make sure that they get into the water, so we give them a new chip they get into the water it's disqualified from awards and stuff but obviously but they're at least eight, every pe- person is able to complete their leg and they're able to get a time that we then put together later by marrying those two chips so so there are people that you know do it in nine or so hours um uh-huh. and then every year we have a dozen or so teams that that don't complete it for it one reason or another. It, huh? Well, yeah. it
0: sounds like a it just sounds like a kick in the pants. I'd I'd love to be part of one of these in the in the future. It sounds like a good time. Sound like from the, the participant standpoint, it sounds like it has a potential of being tough to organize. But if you allow people to do multiple legs, that it seems to take that that mm-hmm. pressure off. Um, I was wondering about you have teams coming in from twelve to fifteen states. And so, you know, I understand Oregon, Idaho, maybe, you know, even Northern California. You could transport your, your kayak and your canoe and those sorts of things. What, what have you, what do you know about what people do for equipment who are coming from a distance?
2: Well, we, uh, we have had some teams, like we had a whole team come from New York a couple of years ago and, you know, they were sponsored. And so I think all of their equipment was, was flown out to them. Most people who are traveling bring their equipment with them except with the exception of boats. Yeah. like most people will bring their preferred bicycle. Obviously the the running leg that's pretty easy. Sure. You can bring your skis or snowboard pretty easily. Boats are always a little bit of a problem uh, renting both canoes and kayaks in town by February or March, every rental place. <laughs> Okay, you know, okay. is sold out. Yeah. And we, we do have a really great message board on the website. So a lot of people will use that to reach out to people to say like, Hey, I'm coming from Maine. Do you have a, you know, know anyone that has a canoe and, uh, we've never had someone not be able to compete because they couldn't, they couldn't find that stuff. But yeah, we have people go up to Canada and BC to get rentals and as far down as Seattle, uh, to pick them up for the weekend. Cause Bellingham is a pretty, a pretty small town. But the other thing that I love about the message board is that every year it helps so many people realize this because, you know, as you said, to be a team member and be like, okay, well, I have some friends that ski and I have some friends that bike, but geez, I don't have any friends that canoe. They can go to the message board on the website and say, you know, hey, we're a a competitive all women's team. We're looking for two people to canoe. And it helps connect people or a racer can be like, Hey, I just moved here from, you know, wherever and I love to run. And I just heard about ski to see, and I would love to do this. Whose team can I jump on? And it we've had love stories come out of it. <laughs> you know, we've had so many amazing stories like happen from people, you know, meeting through that message board.
0: That's great. Is there um, kind of a party environment at the end of the race or
2: oh boy is there it is (laughs) it is huge we have a huge beer garden that boundary bay brewery who's the first brewery in bellingham a Mm -hmm. staple you know i've been in europe and seen people with boundary bay (laughs) hoodies on um they do a huge beer garden there and we have an award ceremony we have food vendors all the sponsors put up um you know, booths and giveaway stuff. And there's just a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. There's music playing. So that all just happens in this tiny park called Marine Park. If you if you go to Google Maps and you look at Marine Park, it's unbelievable that, you know, eight to ten thousand people are packed in that park (laughs) on on Memorial Day weekend. But right up the hill in this little village called Fairhaven, it's just a couple miles from Bellingham. They put on, the Fairhaven Association puts on a party separate from us too. We partner with them, but it's it's their festival. So they put on this huge festival that day that has 60, you know, food and craft vendors and Perfect. You know, bouncy houses and just, it's a huge, huge, huge community event. So it's great for just people all over to come and experience Ski to Sea weekend, whether they're racing or supporting someone. We use 700 volunteers over that weekend. Whoa. So I feel like someone in the community is involved somehow with Ski to Sea weekend if they're in town. Some people get out of town because it's so <laughs> much traffic and it's yeah. just like boats and bikes on cars and everything.
1: Yeah, so if someone wanted to just come up and 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 watch, like you were saying, is is Marine Park kind of the best place to to experience it? You can kind of see the tail end of the the race there. Or?
2: Yeah, Marine Park. Marine Park is really is really fun be, to watch teams come up the finish line, and like mm-hmm. I say, all the booze and stuff are there. But there's also a lot of other fun places. Hovander Park and Ferndale is a beautiful park. And that's where the canoers come in so you can actually be down at the river, watch the canoers come in, carry their boats up the trail. They pass off to the cyclocross who then does some things in the park there, Um, you know, does some obstacles and Mm -hmm. things before they ride off. So that's kind of a fun place to be. And then uh, in 2018, for the first time, I was at Zuanich Park, which is where the cyclocross comes in and hands off to the kayaker. And I had no idea how dynamic that was gonna be, right? Because those Mm -hmm. kayakers, especially those first 10, those are the people that are all competing against each other for Mm -hmm. first place, right? So they're just dying with anticipation, waiting for the cyclocross. Uh, person to come in and hand that chip to them and run down and jump in their boat, you know, and race across the base. And that's a beautiful, beautiful park. Um, like I said, all of these transition points are beautiful. It's, I mean, even up at the mountain, I mean, mm-hmm. Mount Baker's gorgeous. The problem with that is the highway is close until the runners are off the highway. Okay. So if you go up there at 7 a.m. and you're watching your ski or whatever, you're kind of stuck up there until 11 a.m. But that kind of just becomes a little bit of a tailgating party too, so. And and on a beautiful morning, which we've been lucky enough to have, um, the last five years that I've done it, we only had one day with rain up there. We've had Mm -hmm. some really beautiful weather. It's just, I mean, there are a lot worse things than being stuck up at Mount Baker for four (laughs) hours in the morning. (laughs)
1: Well, it sounds really cool. I mean, I'm I oh, yeah. kind of getting inspired, Lance. I think maybe we should have an on-the-lift podcast team next year. I think year. we should. I think we should. <laughs> some,
0: maybe some of our listeners can contact us and see if they don't, if if they'd like to join us. I'm not doing the skiing part though. <laughs> no, but I think <laughs> I think we've got feet some. In a race. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we've we've got some people crazy enough to talk into that. Oh yeah, we we do have some crazy kayakers down here though. The town, Lance, and I live in has a world-class um, canoe and kayaking team. There's always kids out kayaking in, in Gig Harbor with you know these fancy carbon fiber paddles and everything. So yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that it seems like that sport has really elevated in the Northwest. I think we need so. to start
0: lurking down, down there watch. at the dock to identify who our, our paddler is gonna be next year. But Right, exactly. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you watch them, they kind of like take a knee and it's, a, it's yeah. a hole, you can ski behind them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not the same kind of uh, canoeing that I learned at, at Camp Seymour, but um, hey, it looks good and fast. So, <laughs> what? what uh, so, so next year Memorial Day weekend, you're going to have participants who've been deprived of two years of of uh, of competing. Um, do you know when you're going to start accepting registrations?
2: Yes. So we are going to. We always open up registration January first. Um, we sometimes sometimes it's a couple days earlier, but we will will get fifty people registered just in the first day. Wow. A, a lot of it is because the registration um, you're awarded a team number as soon as you pay, but you can't see what that's going to be until you pay. So a lot of people jump on, you know, like I want to be team number one. I want <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm team thirty two. I'm. I got There's here. There's all, all sorts
0: of inside. <laughs> tradition in this event <laughs> so and then um uh i would assume that the registration could easily be found on january 1st at ski to seecom is that that is true
2: yes correct spelled out
0: and then um i haven't asked you what other social media presence do you guys have where can people see pictures of this and so forth
2: yeah we we have a youtube channel which is a great introduction into the race—it's—it's uh, it's full of footage that racers have filmed, you know, whether that's like bicyclers doing the whole thing with a GoPro and putting it on there, or footage that we filmed or the tourism bureau has filmed. We've, you know, commissioned some filmmakers. So there's a great um, from I believe it's 2017. There's a great like three and a half minute overview and then some 30 second shots of each leg so it shows you that climb up north face before you downhill ski um, so the youtube channel is really popular for visual we do have a lot of those videos on the website as well at ski we are very active on facebook and almost as active on instagram and i do remember to tweet about three times a year
0: <laughs> you're, like me with, you're like you're like me with the twitter all right what about tiktok are you guys on tiktok <laughs> no i have
2: personally never a friend of mine just showed me tiktok recently mm-hmm. and i was like no that just looks like another time suck for me i'm gonna just but but it's actually i mean ski to sea is a perfect thing for tiktok so it, it would,
1: it would be. be we we haven't really expanded into it but i have two teenage girls so I'm
0: well aware of TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm assuming on the uh on the website, is there suggestions for accommodations? Have you got people coming in from other states and so forth?
2: Yes. And we we work with local hotels for special rates. They offer blocks of rooms that they hold for ski to sea racers at a special rate. So uh, that's that's on the website. Obviously, we didn't organize that for this year. We we actually were going to move forward with putting it on. We talked to the health department and you know the governor's office, and we were really going to try to put it on this year. And it wasn't until we sent out a razor survey, you know, making sure would people would participate because our organization lost so much money last year, having to cancel it and our other three events that we heard from racers that racers weren't ready to come back. Um, and this was back in February and, you know, things are a little different now, but I'm, I'm still glad that it's not this weekend. I think it's just a tad bit too early. We are moving forward with our July and September events, but may just felt a little, a little too soon. And most people said they felt the same way. So we understood it wasn't going to be financially viable either.
0: Well, I bet, uh, yeah, if any of our listeners are interested and they know that they're going to do this now, as soon as the hotels make available space, it'd be a good time to book it because there's not like a ton of hotel rooms in in Bellingham, I guess you could yeah. uh, camp and do some other things. There's- yeah, hotels,
2: hotels definitely fill up that weekend. Um, there are quite a bit And the the interesting thing is for anyone that's doing either the ski legs or the run leg or the road bike leg that are all up near Mount Baker. Um, it's pretty smart for people to get lodging up there and, mm. you know, Glacier and Maple Falls and those communities because you, you have to, you know, wake up at 6am. So you might as well be up closer to the mountain than down in, in Bellingham, but it is only about a, a one hour drive, but traffic gets pretty crazy. And then, like I say, the highway closes at seven 15. So, you know, if you, if you miss that and you're a skier, your team is going to be pretty disappointed.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to getting it out there and, and, uh, getting word out beyond the borders of Washington about this event. And I'm sure people will be Paying attention that that hadn't in the past. Um, I really appreciate your time this morning, Mike. You got any more questions? I, I think that's
1: it. I, I appreciate it, Anna. Really great overview, and uh, I've always yeah. been curious about this event, so it was uh, great to to talk to you and and learn learn about it directly. So thanks so much for your time talking. this morning.
2: I love talking about ski to sea. I love my job and the area that I live, and it's just it's like I say, it's it's so unique that yeah. I really do hope some people
0: take a look and, and consider doing it. Well, I'll uh, make sure that there's further information on our website, on the lift podcastcom And uh, if you uh, listeners have any questions or comments for Anna or for either of us, um, hit us on Instagram. You can DM us there. Uh, on the Lift Podcast is where you can find us on Instagram. And our phone number again is 253-260-4577. Well, Mike, I think there's more than tips that have to be up on this one.
1: I think so, tips, paddles, uh, and definitely pint glasses from yeah. Boundary Bay. So, <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> yeah. anyways,
2: all right, <laughs> all right. Uh, well anyways. again. Uh, yeah, thank you it. so much. It was all great right. to talk to you.
0: Bye. Visit us at ontheliftpodcast.com where you can listen to back episodes of the podcast. You'll also find show notes, feedback box, and our call-in number.